0: Welcome, citizen, to the Watchtower. My name is Gary.
1: And my name is Ben, and we'll be your guides as you peruse the archives of the world's greatest
0: superhero group, the Justice League. And we hope that you'll join us on today's adventure. Welcome to Episode 36, Hearts and Minds, Part 2.
1: In Part 2, the Resistance gets found by Despro's forces, but the League intervenes to help them escape. Jon Stewart loses his mojo baby and uh, retrains with Katma's help, while Jean comes up with a plan to destroy Despero's power source, the Flame of Pytar. Despero captures Jaune, Katma, and Hawkgirl, while Jean uses the distraction to connect with Pytar, the living soul of the planet and the source of Despero's power. Jaune gets mad enough to find his powers again, and lays the beatdown on Despero, who loses his connection to Pytar, freeing the planet? <laughs>
0: Yep. that's my summary gary <laughs> i mean you you're working with what you were given
1: that that's what it is yeah. it's the living soul of the planet like that's that's the boss title sequence that comes in when you open when you walk through the fog door right pytar the living soul of the planet
0: <laughs> i mean yeah that's that's that that's pretty good you, you paint a real picture a better picture than i think what they painted <laughs> um but it's Interesting to say the least. Uh, so, up top, Justice League comes in. Kilowog has brought him to the rescue. And um, it's a great sequence where they come blasting in with Music of Blair. And
1: both of these, both of the parts of this arc are just high action at the outset and they calm down a little bit and then they get to a climax. And that's like a very good arc yes. for this plot line. Like I, I like that we're starting at ho- high octane because mm-hmm. we we already laid some of the groundwork in that non-finale of that last episode, <laughs> right? So so now we can capitalize on it right at the outset, mm-hmm. um, and, and it it sets up the whole training arc, the training montage that John has to do because his rings on the fritz, right? And we get to see like the real cost of that happening. I love that he goes and picks up a gun. The first thing like he should just be wearing it. That's got to be all of the tension inducing elements in every green-, green Lantern arc is I don't got my ring. Right. Like, why doesn't he carry a sidearm? Right. <laughs> it's so confusing.
0: Yeah, he should just have a handgun strapped to his onesie. That would be pretty. It's a, it's a weird mental image at, at, at best. I,
1: I'm pretty into dressing up Jon Stewart with different costumes. Like they said in the last episode, you wouldn't look as good wearing a brass bikini. Um, citation needed. <laughs> I'll call bullshit on that. I think he'd look fine. <laughs> right.
0: Well, your feelings of John Stewart and crop top John are well established. Stewart playing
1: dress up are pretty well known <laughs> at this point.
0: <laughs> but I mean, I, I'm not not on board. So let's let's get yeah. a John Stewart paper doll kit and see what happens.
1: You know what was interesting in this intro is how fast the Justice League showed up as reinforcements. Yeah. Because I'm used to that being a finale Mm -hmm. maneuver, where they show up just in time to solve things. Here, it's right at the beginning. Yep. Which, I I don't hate that. Like, I I think that that sets up the the rest of the plot really nice. Agreed. And there's these cute little interactions between both Flash and GL and Kilowog and Katma. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, it's it's a really fun little uh, way to start the episode. And I agree with you. Like, if they had placed this anywhere else, it would have... I don't know. It, it would have felt like a waste. The whole the whole arc would have felt wrong.
1: Yeah, but we we had to do it pretty early mm-hmm. in order for it not to feel like a climax. Um, but you know, it reads. It does.
0: It does. Um, there's some action, yeah. um, and then uh I'll, I'll be honest with you i i i checked out i i don't know what happened but i just got distracted for about it's
1: probably because uh that native american cheech alien <laughs> was reading hi- ancient hieroglyphics with john yeah why why does john know kalinorian
0: hieroglyphics i don't, need, I don't know <laughs> I, I mean he kept seeing a tree right like that here's your sign i mean i mean sure
1: (laughs) like there's a lot of symbols up there buddy like if like dude if i encountered a a manuscript in french and i saw the letter e i wouldn't think that it was symbolic of something in their religion that's fair like that just maybe it's a fucking tree man like (laughs) i don't know
0: but when it keeps recurring it's just a wild
1: little moment when i'm like why can he read this yeah
0: right well my my (laughs) My brain would be trained to find the one unique character, like the "Where's Waldo" of this hieroglyphic. You know,
1: I, I guess. Yeah, doing those like um, those ten-dollar puzzle books. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about the training, though. Okay, that's 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 a good kind of centerpiece for this middle part. Is John lost his mojo, baby? Mm-hmm. And. Tama's right there, so it's like, well, what what is a sexually charged interaction that we can have in order to get your powers back? Oh, I'll hold your waist and help you make this uh, help help you figure out how to play billiards again. Right, like it's it's just so much that trope of no, you really got to feel it like this, and then like correct the stance and the the hands linger just a little too long. I like that it's gender flip though, so like (laughs) yeah, she's teaching him how to do it. It was pretty progressive for the early
0: 2000s <laughs> but they got beef yeah.
1: there's uh there's tension there mhm for sure cuz he doesn't want to be treated like a kid and hawker with the chief insight about like we don't remember the people as like when we see people we haven't seen for a while we remember the last time we see them and kind of fat fit those facts to fit the theory mhm we, we don't see them as they are. Yeah. So she still sees you as a raw recruit, even though there's been all this time.
0: Yeah. That's a great character breakdown moment.
1: Also, is it just me or does Hawkgirl not really jealous?
0: She didn't seem to be.
1: She Like, she sees it happening. They do the pan out from the close affectionate, like, distance conversation that the two have. Mm-hmm. And we see Hawkgirl with just, like, that placid expression, just kind of watching. Mm-hmm. And then when she's, you know, consoling him saying, hey, man, you can do this. She doesn't understand how much you won't give up. Just get get your ass back in there. Right. Um, it didn't sound like a, there was no cattiness to it, which was so refreshing.
0: Yeah. You know, it's weird. I, I, I Hawkgirl strikes me as a fucking run type, and she doesn't really seem like the kind to understand love or to understand like. Attraction beyond just a hit it and quit it sort of mentality. Um, yeah. So I. Well, she's also there for the job. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I wonder if maybe that is just not her understanding, perhaps the depth of what John Stewart feels for this other girl. Because like maybe that's where jealousy comes from.
1: It, it, uh, maybe. Yeah. Maybe maybe Thanagarians Gar- are just poly though. Yeah. Like perhaps
0: she doesn't seem to have
1: a particular problem with Katma, right? Uh, or. John pursuing this person or like having close, I don't know. I, I got the feeling like it was more of a, Hey, he'll figure it out. Yeah.
0: Basically kind of, kind of vibe, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, um, a lot of good moments and, uh, there's a funny moment, uh, select for the crotch tower where, uh, Katma says something about impotence just as flash is walking by. <laughs> he goes impotence. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, somebody said it. Yeah. And then he's like,
1: oh, I got to go over there.
0: You know, it's it's a good (laughs) moment.
1: Yeah. Flash gets a lot of good ones in this. (laughs) Like, again, in the background. Mm -hmm. He's just there to comment about things and then leave. Right. Uh, Catmull also calls him out for being simple-minded with his ring. Mm -hmm. And this is the thing that led led me to believe that, like, she is a woman of subtle answers. Hawkgirl is a woman of direct answers. Right. So I think that's the thing that they were trying to play up is like, she is very subtle, which is it, like helps tame John's straightforward notion. And it's why John and Hawk butt heads so much. Mm-hmm. Like they're all military types. The big difference, because I was looking for what the difference is. What is the difference between these women he likes? Right. Um, and it's not the difference between feelings over duty. They all, they both have duty. Mm-hmm. All three of them behave on duty. Right. But Katma represents subtlety. You know, she did the Slave Leia thing. Yeah. Hawkgirl represents straightforwardness. So, and that comes through in the sidebar conversation where he asks her, how would you do it? Mm. And she says, I would just tell you to get your ass back in there and do your goddamn job. (laughs) Like, she's just right to the point. She doesn't fuck around. Right. And then then she slaps him on the ass, which is... That would not that sexual harassment, fuck girl. <laughs> that wouldn't fly if it was gender
0: flipped. No, it wouldn't. Uh, but they're still figuring out the forms for harassment on the Watchtower.
1: I, I suppose. God, there's got to be a lot of Title IX infractions <laughs> with Flash's behavior.
0: <laughs> so yeah, there's, there's also this great scene where John is not feeling confident in his ring power. So he's, you know, he's looking at the gun that he's thinking about grabbing and taking with him. And it's more of that road less traveled stuff that we've been seeing all along, uh, well, since like latter half of first season of Jon Stewart trying to figure out, is he military, is he hero? And uh, I just, I love the focus to detail on these things.
1: They really went all out with this episode in framing this, uh, framing this story around Jon Stewart's. Uh, fraying allegiances Mm -hmm. or 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 his his multiple possible paths like they're very good at John Stewart and multiple paths yeah that that was the thing that kind of got us through the metamorpho arc the the road not traveled but they didn't follow up on it on it there Mm -hmm. here they kind of are he's he's chosen in the metamorpho arc not to be a civilian not to live for personal reasons he is duty-bound right now and forever. We saw enough of that in his kick and Bachelor pad. <laughs> but it's it's now a question of what duty does he follow? Mm-hmm. Is he going to rejoin the Lantern Corps? Because it feels like that might be a direction to go, what with this rekindling romance with Katma, or does he stay with the Justice League right. and try things out with Hawkgirl?
0: You know, it's interesting for a character that started out as my least favorite. I think that he has really become one of the most multifaceted, and for me, most interesting uh, or most relatable I should say because we're all trying to find that path right like not many of yeah. us I mean like my parents never went for a walk down crime alley so I can't really relate to Batman <laughs> I'm not I'm not a superhuman living in a regular human world so I can't relate to most of the other Justice League members so Most of the other Justice League members You know and I'm not a speedster So uh,
1: <laughs> that's all that's all of the flashes yeah Yeah
0: right so um a wisecracking and speedster I got half that going um and, you know, so like I find that GL's struggle is probably the most interesting and relatable one. So anytime that we can focus on it, I don't give a shit what's happening in the rest of the episode. That's what I'm going to hone in on.
1: Yeah. And that's good because I think the reason we disliked him a lot at the outset was just he's really nonsense adjacent. Right. Right. And they've- it's just he's either paired with Flash, who's doing gorilla antics, <laughs> or he's doing... You know, Green
0: Lantern shenanigans, which is always nonsense. Right. I love that guerrilla antics is just a regular vocab word on this podcast.
1: (laughs) I don't know how else to call it, Gary. It's fair. (laughs) Can I... uh, I want to point out a couple other things, because this was the meat of the episode for me. The rest is just wrap up. Right. Um, It's all about GL kind of figuring himself out. Mm -hmm. What I really like about him not being liked, being talked down to as like a recruit it sort of frames his and katma's relationship in a in a in a greater lesser context right. like i think that's the issue with katma that he has for all that he and hawkgirl kind of fight they're equals mm-hmm. they're equals on the team right with the green lantern corps there is a definitive hierarchy and that is where the the the, the difficulty with him lies like he's he's actually not built for something with a hierarchy anymore he reveres hierarchy when it's necessary Mm -hmm. but the justice league doesn't really fit with that yeah it's you do the job that needs to get done it's it's much more reactive Mm -hmm. um and so so i think that that's kind of the core of it Mm -hmm. i just wanted to point that out because that struck me that's that's interesting yeah pretty hard there's also a line of dialogue here where Katma says, you're as bad as that Rainer kid you sent me to train, which is just another nice little detail of... Oh, nice. They're, they're cleaving to the uh, the lore. Mm-hmm. Rainer is the next Green Lantern after John Stewart. Oh, okay. Uh, for Earth. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we do get a war council. Jean comes up with a plan to m- have Kilowog make a carbon bomb to snuff out the flame of Pytar. If you remember... Kilowog, that every Green Lantern has a specialty, and when we did our char- character highlight on Kilowog, mm-hmm. his specialty is intricate machines. So it's it's cool that they're sticking with the lore to that level, right? Is there they're having him make the carbon bomb, and even Flash like points it out. Kilowog, the man of a thousand talents. Yes. So that that's 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 a cool little thing. Mm-hmm. It ends up not going anywhere, of course. Oh, right. But, uh, I, I like that they show him using the Green Lantern ring to just like put a bunch of pieces together. Like he's a Doctor Manhattan sort of person, like building this complex machinery with telekinesis. Mm-hmm. I, I thought that that was a nice little visual detail. That
0: you're going to say, Doctor Mario.
1: <laughs> Doctor Mario, yeah, trying to get get rid of them viruses. <laughs> have, eat your medicine. Uh, Gary, who are these Catman space invaders? <sighs>
0: I don't know. I was hoping it was explained in the point that I had my like temporary blackout period.
1: <laughs> it's just like there's like this little interstitial where desperos forces conquer a planet, and they are these weird catmen <laughs> with like weird robot faces. They look like JoJo's characters. Yeah, it's I, very funny. I
0: wanted more of them. I think yeah. maybe not. I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know if these are anything in particular. I wish I had looked it up. But
0: make this a five-part episode. I want four parts on these catmen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh we, we do end up checking in with Despero who is trying to find the rebellion and the rebel uh one of the ch- I think Chong <laughs> whatever his name was right he comes in and he's turncoat he uh sells out uh the rebellion to Despero mm-hmm. and there's this nice little touch where the rebel approaches but he doesn't say anything until Despero commands him to speak mm. Which that's you know that's authority or authoritarian despot kind of behavior, especially with the narcissism that this guy has of uh, you know ha- making all of his followers say uh, Despro is is all Despro's beginning, Despro's the end. And they actually do like a little um, a little flourish where it isn't until the 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 follower says something about Despro is all Despro's, is the beginning. That Destro smiles. He's not smiling until the the mantra is recited, right. So it's really giving like he's kind of buying into his own myth, mm-hmm. which is which is a cool element to this religious figure. Like Vandal Savage was putting on the artifice of a religious figure for power, right. This guy kind of believes it. yeah. and that's that's really something else.
0: Yeah. And again, I wish we could have gotten a little bit more Despero fleshing out to fully comprehend, you know, what's going on here. But
1: yeah, you know, there is enough of it for me. I was able to follow his trajectory pretty well. We wouldn't have needed a lot more to make it like really hit, though. No, no, not not much. And just we we didn't hit critical mass on this villain.
0: No, uh, there was there was something missing, and I I thought personally it was just because I had somewhat of a connection to the character originally, and this felt completely wrong. (laughs) Um, No,
1: I I agree with you that it's it's not complete. mm -hmm. Like they don't do enough with his character to give us. The big payoff at the end, which still kind of worked for me, but it could have worked way better yeah. if we had a little bit more backstory. Just a little, just, a little. just an extra thirty seconds would have done it.
0: Right, but also don't replace any of the apartment stuff, and don't replace any of the no. Hawk Girl, uh, Green Lantern, Katma trifecta.
1: Yeah, yeah, we need all that stuff. Maybe do a little bit less with John Jones having another headache.
0: He kind of didn't need to be in this episode uh, until no, the end. Not
1: really. I mean, like even then, I don't really think that he was necessary. So, like, what happens in the plot is is a little bit nonsense, but like, there's just a couple things left, so we might as well like line it out. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, the The resistance is found out, so their plans kind of are really quickly accelerated. Jean, Kilowog, and the Flash go to the Flame of Pytar to try to use the carbon bomb. While John Stewart, Katma, and Hawkgirl are knocked out and put in another James Bond death trap, yeah, that these guys seem to love to do. Uh, so we have like these two different climaxes, kind of. Mm-hmm. Which, where where do you want to start with this?
0: Let's start with uh, I guess the the captors. Okay.
1: So yeah, Katma and John and Hawkgirl—they're all captured, and Despero comes by to gloat. And mind controls Katma, mm-hmm. and then says he's not going to put Hawkgirl in his army, but use her as a personal attendant. Yeah, what? Presu- presumably to get under John Stewart's skin reali- when he realizes how much he hates the idea. I don't know why Desro has this much beef with the guy to straight up issue a rape threat to like the main romantic lead like that. That is a really personal way to. You know, fight with this guy.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it's a little weird, and I, I can't think of too many kids shows that just give us relatively straightforward sex slave. Uh, yeah, that's that's
1: just a straight up rape
0: threat. Yeah, it's crazy.
1: It's yeah, crazy. like there's 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 almost no subtext to it. Mm-hmm. Not at all. Like there is if you let there be, but right. I wasn't gonna let it fall. By the way, Hell no. But there's there's so much inherent in this. Where, like, Despro is clearly very personally. Yeah. he's He's got very personal beef with this person that I'm not familiar with him having any kind of beef with. <laughs> like, I, I think it was maybe, like, because Jon Stewart came by and was the only person to defy him publicly, maybe. Mm. They just, I needed a, a, again, we just needed a little bit more, guys.
0: Right. Yeah, this episode is Diet War World and we didn't so close to
1: being very good.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: It's it's tricky because like I don't know what the process was in creating this episode and like just seeing that they got really close to everything that I wanted (laughs) and and didn't quite hit it is very frustrating.
0: Yeah well we're not quite there yet let's let's wrap up the scenes
1: true true yeah the the gl gets mad enough to get his green lantern ring back
0: using the force sticking with the star wars theme
1: (laughs) it was the it's basically him tied up by that uh bantha i don't remember what they're called right? but yeah he, he he does force levitate his ring over which i think they can do okay i think they're allowed to do that cool uh i so you know you had to get him mad enough to do it and uh You know, threatening Hawkgirl apparently is good enough, and they have a big old, big old lantern fight. You know how these look. Right. They slam each other with lasers. The laser hits the other laser. They push back and forth on their laser things. Despero cuts a stalactite to try to kill Hawkgirl. John Stewart protects her to leave himself open. Like you've seen it all before. It's just some Green Lantern fight shenanigans. I'm pretty
0: sure it's just reused footage from his fight with Star Sapphire. Cause.
1: Oh, like like how um, Robin Hood yeah. and Jungle Book have the exact same keyframe animation. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Why not? <laughs> Especially the close-up of the ring blasts. Like you could use that on and on, ad infinitum, so long as you change the colors around.
1: Uh, did you notice the uh, extremely ham-handed uh, little detail that they focused in on? Where. Jon Stewart punches his third eye and we see the imprint on the eyelid of the ring. I
0: did notice that. It's so
1: ham-fisted. It, like, zooms in on it and everything. I don't know what it's supposed to mean, but, like, it's like a welcome-to-Earth moment. <laughs> it's like this this combat with a space alien didn't have enough style. right? We needed more swag. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean... It worked for me. I thought it was pretty neat.
1: <laughs> uh, it was. It was way too over the top for me. Yeah. but uh, to each his own. I can appreciate that. But yeah, I, I any any thoughts on this kind of climax thing?
0: Yeah. So, like, ultimately, what this the, the the living soul of the planet becomes this giant tree of life, essentially. And
1: well, Jean has to communicate with the spirits.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah. He
1: he he tosses himself into the into the lantern sphincter and, <laughs> and becomes this like <laughs> becomes this <laughs> this Obi-Wan force ghost kind of thing. Uh he actually looked kinda kinda sick with his like cloak in sort of heavenly tatters. Yeah. Like with the I like the the design of John Jean. Jean is in this trance. Mm-hmm where he's he like the 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 flame of pytar is speaking through him mm-hmm. and his his cape which is normally just a solid blue is like this glowing white with like little um little rips taken out of it like some sort of grim reaper cloak it's very yeah it's kind of playing that spirit and death thing kind of
0: close yeah it's pretty cool
1: yeah, I, I like the flourish on that. Even though plot-wise, I think it's totally extraneous. I, I like the way it
0: looks. No, that's not true. He mentioned trees earlier. Like, he saw a tree
1: on the- <laughs> <laughs> not don't, don't you dare try to splain me.
0: <laughs> I will splain you all day, every day. Earth Day is every day, bitch. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, I, I think that it's a pretty... Like, I kind of agree that Jean didn't need to be in this episode. It's just Flash and Kilowog. Like, imagine the... I mean like this is this is a totally new sequence and needs to be like rewritten so that it happens a little differently. But if it's just Flash and Kilowog who make it to the to the Flame of Pytar, we know exactly what happens. Is Flash fucking breaks the bomb and then they realize that the Flame of Pytar has a like a consciousness anyway. Mm-hmm. Like I guess maybe do they really need John to manifest as this force ghost that badly?
0: No. It could be anyone
1: yeah it, it doesn't i don't know it 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 just feels very like contrived yeah i guess and like it's not merely contrived it's also super goony when all those uh little drone slave things turn into trees in outer space
0: i i had a thought to myself i was like am i on drugs is this drugs
1: <laughs> is this drug
0: <laughs>
1: like yeah and and dude like if If that wasn't, like, the image of a bunch of trees, like, fully formed, like, these are not spindly little, you know, complete your Eagle Scout training by planting a bunch of trees kind of trees. They're not saplings. They're gigantic redwoods. And they're just, like, floating through space. And they're so lazy. They just copy-paste the same image of the tree and put it (laughs) ad infinitum across the screen they're all in the same orientation. They all have the same velocity. They're all moving in the same direction. It looks so bad. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. God damn. Yeah. It got weird. <laughs> For an already weird episode, they somehow figured out how to make it weirder.
1: And then Pytar gives this big dumb speech, <laughs> you know, basically giving a God ten commandments kind of thing. Right. Like that, that's the vibe they're going with, right? I think so, yeah. The ancient civilization or like, you know, Despero has that whole awaken an Egyptian deity mm-hmm. sort of thing with him going into a crypt and emerging with the flame of Pytar. Right. Like I feel there's like a there's some crystal skull energy here as well.
0: <laughs> right. I got I got a lot of, well, I got a few biblical kind of references in both parts of It's this. very biblical. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, religious underpinnings are pretty part and parcel with Despero in this arc, so it's it's the way I... I'm glad that it went this way. Mm-hmm. I feel like Pytar's speech could have been a little bit more alien. Yeah. It, it fits too well the moment that the arc is in for it not to feel a little bit forced. Mm-hmm. The Pytar is not a source of hatred, but a beacon of hope. Like, okay, like, you... You had to know that there was Green Lantern shit afoot, right? In order to like make all this stuff about the emotional catharsis make sense, like it should have just been a Pytar being like, "I've been a slave to what's his face, but now I'm freed," and right. the 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 people of Pytar are uh, are all welcome to share in my bounty of paradise, or so. like it could have been just a, like a little bit more vague mm-hmm. and not. But I don't know. I feel like no speech would have felt. Natural, yeah, yeah. Here. I mean, it's the living soul of a fucking plant. So, so, <laughs> that's never not. That's never not going to feel forced and contrived to me.
0: You just want some Rita Repulsa shit. Finally, after ten thousand years, I'm free. It's time. <laughs> I, to I don't want a Rita Repulsa. <laughs> I,
1: I like. I think it could have been carried out through like the like a like the Cheech uh, alien. Yeah. Whoa. Like he, he could have been a scholar of the ways of Pytar from way back when. Yeah. And, like a disbeliever in in Despero's religious fervor. Mm-hmm. um, I don't know, living soul of a planet. Like, I, maybe this does work, and I'm just, like, against the concept of a living soul of a planet.
0: That's on you, bud.
1: Is it on I me? I don't know. Maybe it's on me. <laughs> I, like, I, I don't know. Mean, I thought, does, uh, does the living soul of a planet work at all for you, I guess is the question.
0: Uh, I mean, I guess. I, I wasn't willing to fight it, but I was also pretty done with it. Like, you know, it, yeah, it happened yeah, at the tail end of the of experience, it. so I was kind of like, all right, that's cool.
1: <laughs> it The fact that it's sentient does lead credence to his backstory of being led to the flame. Like, you can kind of see the threads here mm-hmm. where the Pytar saw this dis, disaffected, rejected youth in trouble, mm-hmm. you know, without food or shelter or anything, and guides him towards a source of comfort and then he takes it too far. Yeah. Like the the threads are there. Yeah. So I like it being sentient that way. I just don't really like it talking to a group of people to snap them out of their brainwashing. Yeah. Like that could have happened naturally. It could have, I guess.
0: Yeah. We could have just had, yeah, no dialogue whatsoever would be fine with me.
1: Yeah. Um, I also like how Pytar kills Despero because he it turns him into a tree mm-hmm. like this is still a child of this world he shouldn't be like banished to hell or mutilated or ripped apart in any way he's he's ascending to a to a more pure purpose he's becoming unto a tree yes and he dies in the throes of a religious epiphany uh. Ooh. where he's like i get it now yeah i understand what the pytar means
0: huh that's good I love it. Yeah. Like,
1: I think that's that's really cool. That's a really nice cause again, he's not Vandal Savage. Despero is getting high on his own supply. He believes this shit. He thinks that he is the prophet right. of this religion. He thinks that he's the best. Yeah. And it's only once Pytar rejects him that he's like, I get it now. Hmm. I was wrong. Like that it... I think for a villain that is even a little bit Connected to pathos, which I think we can agree that that's what he is meant as. He's meant as something of a tragic figure, given that he was rejected from disformity. Right. I know that we didn't pick up a lot of the emotional cues for that, but I think you can see the threads are there. Yeah. I think that it's good that he's got a relatively not merciless
0: ending. Yeah. It's kind of a beautiful, beautiful outro. Yeah.
1: he, He doesn't get like brain anesthetized like you know, Gorilla Grodd or 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 Dr. Dream or anything.
0: I was so worried that was going to happen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just God damn it, not another one. <laughs> cause, yeah, cause it's mental powers. Yeah. <laughs> so of course psychic backlash is like the first trick they play. Right, right. But no. He is rejected by the Pytar and finally understands that what he was doing was wrong. Mm-hmm. And then is turned into a tree so he can do no more harm. Right. Yeah. I, I actually kind of love his uh his ending here.
0: Yeah, that's that's really cool um it just i don't know i i think the Pytar could have used a little more setup or he could have used a little more setup or something like there was just something that was off and i i don't know what it was but we'll we'll, we'll circle back to that here in just a minute with uh the wrap-up is there anything else you wanted to say sure. about the episode or you want to get to favorite moments
1: uh i think we're kind of in the wrap-up but i just want to point out you know that uh how John chooses the Justice League over the Lantern Corps finally. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I I think that uh, it was just kind of the culmination of everything. Katma's like, hey, man, we could use some extra help. Do you you, you want to try to give this another shot? And he's like, nah, I think I get it now. Like, he, he, he recognizes that a relationship with Katma it, it is the easier choice, mm-hmm. but it's not going to make him happy. Right. Like, there's too much baggage there. Yeah. And lo- like what he really craves is a relationship of equals, mm-hmm. which is what he has with the Justice League, and it's what it's what he what he has with Hawkgirl.
0: Yep, yep. Very good ending.
1: Yeah, a- and bratwurst at uh, Flash's place <laughs> next week. Hey, Killawog, bratwurst my place next week. You got it, little poozer. <laughs> What's a bratwurst? <laughs> I love the idea that these guys are going to have weekend barbecues. Uh.
0: These are the episodes I want. I want I want the spinoff series where it's just like them doing mundane stuff. It's just
1: Kilowog and and flash in like a in like a like a like a odd couple routine. It's not even an odd couple, it's just like them I feel like there's like a like a comedy spinoff with Flash and Kilowog, but I, I don't have all the pieces for it yet.
0: <laughs> I just want to see them do things. Like I wanna see them go to a baseball game. I wanna see them go to like just shop at Target. You know, I mean,
1: I would kill for like, there's a league emergency and we see like his little risk communicator or whatever <laughs> flashes like, oh, duty calls. I got to go, bud. And he leaves Kilowog in the midst of like a Ferris wheel ride with them both eating cotton candy or Aww. something.
0: That would be amazing. That would be amazing and a little sad, but mostly amazing.
1: <laughs> well, he gets it. Duty calls. <laughs>
0: That's true. And, and honestly, he could just fly off anyways, so.
1: But that is, that is all I had for the episode. Uh, we can go into character highlight if you'd like.
0: Yeah, let's do that.
1: <laughs> the character highlight for today is Katma Tui, who first appeared in DC Comics Green Lantern Volume 2, Number 30, in July 1964, created by John Broom and artist Gil Kane. And uh, yeah, she was trained by Sinestro. Wasn't just the same race as him, but was trained by him and actually inherited his Green Lantern ring when he was uh, kicked out of the Corps and uh, led the citizens of Korrigar, her home planet, to rise against him. Hal Jordan apparently at one point convinced her to put the Corps before her first love, which kind of leads to this very duty calls mentality with her. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel a lot of the Green Lanterns kind of have that affect. Um, But uh, originally... She dismissed John Stewart as a coward before training him, and eventually uh, would marry him. Oh, so they they actually got married in uh, in, in DC Comics plot twist. Yeah, yeah. Um, she did die, murdered by the villain Star Sapphire, which I didn't realize was more than just a rogues gallery thing. We've we've seen her before. Uh, she didn't seem to be that big of a deal, but apparently kills Katma wow. at home, murdered her in her kitchen by slicing her to death. Jeez, pretty brutal. Yeah. And I think it. It. She apparently only did it to prove a point to Hal Jordan, um, which I don't understand what that's about. Uh, but then was resurrected just to be killed again on two separate occasions. Wow. Like resurrected, killed, resurrected, killed. First resurrection, I don't remember what the thing was. Second resurrection, she beat, was the Black Lantern thing mm-hmm. happening again. Right, but like, yeah, nothing cool happens for her.
0: Just a lot <laughs> she, of death. She just
1: <laughs> yeah, she she just gets beaten with the sadness stick. <laughs> it's it's it, it's kind of a bummer to to see a character that I kind of like mm-hmm. not being given a very good treatment. Yeah,
0: but at least her and John Stewart had. A little time of happiness together i guess
1: usually when i see these bios it's always connected to like a future plot baby that goes to the past to save her mother so i'm, I'm surprised that that didn't happen here. right you know seems perfect it, like this is really well set up for a future plot baby mm-hmm. if you were wondering though uh i like katma's design yeah it's a lot worse in older uh iterations mm. e- even though that this one ends up as a slave leia of some sort. Uh I like her you know, I like her look. I like uh, her stern expression. Mm-hmm. I think that her intro is really cool in this arc I agree. with her just being badass general on the field. Yeah, I agree. So it, it's unfortunate that she gets such a rough you know, continuity. Right. Given that uh given that she's
0: she's pretty cool. Well, this is our own continuity. So this is her now. And if she shows up again, okay. she'll be her then. And then we just we can ignore the whole stab to death thing.
1: What's uh what's your episode highlight?
0: I just gotta go it's it's a little vague, but I mean unless I'm gonna go for uh the ring imprint and Despro's third eye, I am I, I gotta say it's really just the 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 stuff between GL and Hawk Girl. Anytime that we get that, I'm always excited to see it. So
1: Yeah, the amount of faith that Hawkgirl Hawk Girl has in him yeah. at this point is just so heartwarming. It is. This is a much softer Hawk girl than the first season. Yes,
0: and we talked about that in the first episode, I think, where we were like, "I hope this continues through," and it seems to be. Mm-hmm. There's a through line.
1: Yeah, yeah. She she is becoming more aware of. Like, it seems like she has kind of figured the game out at this point. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, "He he gets it. He's just going to take some time to process the feelings." Yeah,
0: yeah, it's good. Um,
1: but yeah, it's 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 cool, and I like that she's patient about it and not catty. Like, she's just got great characteristics all around yeah totally cool 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 character absolutely what is your uh episode highlight gotta be despero's end baby ah uh, fair enough i i love i love that he gets it at the end that he's 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 sort of not absolved but like there's like a small hint of redemption in his uh in his treatment mm-hmm. it's you know it's 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 a little gentler than most villains get as an end
0: yeah that's true uh, especially in this series, um,
1: it's it's a it's a it's a euthanasia essentially, right?
0: Which euthanasia you know, is like, better than uh, lobotomization? So,
1: I I would argue that it is. <laughs> but uh, you know that gets into a whole bioethics quandary that we
0: don't really have time for. So no, we are all out of what time. What do you think of this arc, Gary? Uh, <laughs> you know, when we watched it or when I watched it, I really enjoyed it. I had a really good time watching it. I was like, "This is my favorite Green Lantern arc." And you spaced on like five minutes straight in the first episode. I, I did, <laughs> but still, like the parts that I was uh, conscious to, I guess, or aware of, like I, I thoroughly enjoyed um, hmm. what I was witnessing, and I was like, "This is my favorite Green Lantern episode." And and having talked about it, I I I see a lot more of the weak points than I did initially. But it's still my favorite Green Lantern episode arc, so... He's just, again, he's just,
1: like, nonsense adjacent. Yeah. So, like, you, you get a real mixed bag of stuff when you when you bring him in. But, yeah, I agree. It's my favorite Green Lantern episode so far. Um, I didn't like the first episode very much, but I, it really pulls out of this tailspin with all the Katma, Hawkgirl kind of trifecta kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and I think Despero's character comes alive in that last bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and Kilowog and Flash are just Flash is like so not an obstacle. Yeah. In this arc, that I'm like, why do, they should always do this with him?
0: Mm-hmm. He's just not in the way at all. Yeah. It's great. It's nice. It's it's really nice. Um, and yeah. I don't know. I mean, this is one of those that I could actually see growing on me. Um, hmm. like I like it initially. Uh, it may become higher tier. I don't know, but I, right now I'm I'm pretty comfortable putting it right in the middle. As a veteran of this series, I can say that this episode had
1: no impact on me the first time I watched huh. it. Like, I I did not remember any of this. Wow. This was all new content for me. Watching it again, I, I kind of see why. Yeah. Like, it's it's just a little flimsy in places, and it doesn't have a big draw for younger me. Right. But I, I think I'm with you. Like, I think it is going to grow on me a little bit. Mm-hmm. There's really flesh out Hawkgirl and Jon Stewart's characters, and- it it has a not boring villain. Yeah. It is not a dark side <laughs> episode. Right. It is at least like he he might not have a lot going for him, but Despro at least has a unique motivation. Yes.
0: Yeah. I you know I forget a lot of the action in these shows. Like the action really yeah. doesn't matter in the long run. But the stuff that sticks with me are the relationship cues or the really unique. Uh, villains, or the really, you know, just solid stories. And I think whenever it gets a little too action-heavy, which this arc never really does, and that's kind of nice, you know, like, that's where I lose focus. And um, I I, I, I kind of don't think that's going to happen as time goes on. I feel like I'll remember more details from this than I will the more action-heavy episodes.
1: Yeah, I, I also don't really place a high... Uh, a high toll on on any action scenes. They mostly pass me by. Some of them are good, but I, I mostly don't get a lot out of them. Uh, by the way, yeah. the voice for Despero, I think, does a lot. Oh, yeah, it is Keith David Williams, who also played Goliath on Gargoyles. Yes. and it is very obvious. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep, I, I I actually knew his voice just from hearing it. I was like, I think that's Keith David.
1: God, yeah, it, it's good. Mm-hmm. It fits it so well. Like this this attitude of no doubt in myself yes like there's
0: never a moment's doubt all right well that's gonna wrap up this episode ben where can people find you
1: uh I will be at uh flash's uh broughtwurst sunday cookout uh you can find me there uh, I'll bring some seven up and some some cups and uh maybe we can play a little play a little play
0: a little horseshoe oh nice that sounds yeah good.
1: see if uh see if uh kilowog brought the uh fireworks. <laughs> But in, in, in the meantime, you can find me at the Cartoncast, a cartoon review podcast I run with my brother at FancyBat.com slash Cartoncast. And Gary, where can people find you? Well,
0: lately I've just been doing a lot of reflecting at home. And, uh, you know, like if, if Sinestro is Sinister and Despero is a despot, like, would his path have changed if his parents had have named him Successoro? you know like I just I just like to think but when I'm not thinking I can be found at the wax nostalgic network now I can be found at the wax nostalgic network link for everything is in the show notes I
1: didn't put together that he was a despot and his name was Despero until just now (laughs) good night (laughs) everyone.
0: well but before we say good night Gracie what, what yeah what's next time
1: uh, next time, we are up to a better world, oh. which is apparently a flash thing. Oh, boy. So, we'll see.
0: This could go a lot of different ways. Let's hope for the best.
1: I'm starting to remember it now with like the, the fact that it's a flash thing and it's called a better world. I, I think it's good. Okay. But uh,
0: we'll see. <laughs> time will tell. if uh, If time was accurate... Okay, as you said... Time will tell if time was accurate. Good night, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening to The Watchtower. To find out more about this show or any of our other shows, visit us on the web at www.waxnostalgicnetwork.com.